0: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Jameson. Bobby is not here today. We let the boys loose, and we're talking some OU baseball. Oh, we're, you're listening to the Schooner Pod. OU baseball, the hottest team in the nation right now. And even though we usually only talk about football, this is going to be an only an OU baseball pod. So we had to bring on Boat and Blake himself, aficionado of all college baseball, and then Ty to bring us all of his wild card takes. Um, you've been watching the games, Ty. These have been pretty fun, honestly.
1: I have. Yeah, I also have when I've been on mute. But uh I have I yesterday was one of the most exciting I think that's the most exciting baseball game I've seen on TV ever. I was so invested in it and obviously it wasn't super, super close, but just the roller coaster of OU just performing so well and then having we had some honestly maybe kind of goofy base running decisions somewhere around I think it was maybe the fourth. And then Notre Dame seeming like they had the momentum and and possibly coming back. And then right in the ninth, Notre Dame really getting some momentum going. And it was really feeling risky. And then that amazing double play to sort of just take the wind out of their sails and, and more or less wrap up the game.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Whenever you're up that big early in the game, you know, up four to zero. And we won the game six to two versus Notre Dame yesterday. Um, even just the smallest thing, you know, of two men on base in the ninth inning, we are like, okay, I'm a little bit nervous now. Um, but we pretty much had it the whole game. And even versus Texas A&M on Friday, we won 13 to eight, but we got out to an 8-0 lead. And even though Texas A&M started you know, hacking away, scoring some runs, uh, you know, it makes you think a little bit like, Oh, maybe they could come back. But for the most part, other than our insecurities, we pretty much handled every single inning of the College World Series so far and felt pretty comfortable during it. Um, Blake, what have you thought of the Sooners so far? Is there any
2: team right now in Omaha playing better than us? I don't think so. The The only other candidate you would think of is Ole Miss, just coming in as the final seed of it in the regionals and somehow making it to Omaha. We know that they came in with the season with really high expectations, but the Sooners are doing their strengths right now or what they've been weak on all season I know I came on uh last week and talked to Bobby that OU was the outlier of the field that didn't even place in the top 100 when it came to their staff ERA but look they've been able to rely on their bullpen they've been able to rely on two incredible starting pitcher performances and that's all you can really ask for in Omaha because now they put themselves in a position they get an extra day's rest and it basically they can have their choice at who they want to pitch next uh, game. If they want to go try to knock them out first, get Jake Bennett out there again, or just let the guys rest, have Jake Bennett ready for a potential, just like game three to make it uh to the college world series final. So I think OU is by far the hottest team right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Cade Horton's really, you know, taking over the number two spot in the pitching is a big deal. He's still throwing heat. Um, and, you know, like you said, Jake Bennett in the back of your, you know, in your back pocket is huge. Um, when it comes down to on Wednesday, it is kind of like a, you know, like, what are we going to pick? Are we going to pick our number one ace and just kind of finish it off? I personally think that you would kind of hold him back and not play him on Wednesday. Keep them for Thursday just in case in a must-win scenario. And if you do end up winning, um, you know, if we put out Kate Horton, say, on Wednesday again, with him as a starting pitcher um, or, you know, one of our third strings, uh, and we win that game, we still have Jake Bennett with even more rest coming into Friday, um, uh, or coming into Saturday for the uh, College World Series final. So we've got the inside track for people who haven't been following as close with OU baseball. I'm sure a lot of y'all have, but essentially the scenario is if uh, we win on Wednesday, which would therefore be the winner of the Texas A&M Notre Dame game that we will be playing on Tuesday. If we win on Wednesday, we advance straight to the finals and the first game would be Saturday. But if we lose that, we get another chance. It's a double elimination. Everyone stays on the same side of the bracket, and we have to play that Notre Dame-Texas m winner again on Thursday. We, we kind of saw with softball, and we saw that we didn't bring out our ace in that double elimination game um, in game one whenever OU softball was in it. So I'm just kind of inferring from that as kind of a strategy standpoint that makes more sense to me. Um, but the way our bats are playing, you know, like our pitching has been great, but you know, we're hitting the ball really well and getting out to early leads fast that to be honest with you, I'd rather be conservative with who I'm sending out as my pitching and put, keep my ace in my back pocket.
1: For sure. I think uh, an interesting comparison between the the softball and the baseball that a lot of people, you know, if you get caught up in it, you might be forgetting is, softball we're coming in as as the expectants you know we're we're the big we're the villain we're the ones always winning we're the team to beat here it's it's much more of a cinderella story type thing obviously we have a tremendous team and like we just talked about i think undoubtedly we're playing the best of anyone in the tournament right now but like we talked about in the pre-cws pod is it's almost a house money situation you know and that that momentum is so crucial because we're we're sort of the underdog team, we're sort of the team that nobody expected to be there—not traditionally a baseball school—and we're coming out here and, and truly outperforming. It's not flukes, you know. We're not we're not winning off wild errors and and crazy stuff. Just fundamentally great performances and, and stringing inning after inning together, like we talked about, just been excellent in, in every single inning that we've played. So I think that it's it's just something super interesting. Didn't necessarily tie in too much to pitching strategy but sort of momentum and then softball like you just talked about
0: yeah it feels really good to have a team that feels like everything that we're doing right now is doing it at a high level I haven't seen too many weaknesses in our team right now obviously we're not like a super powerhouse we are obviously a beatable team I'm worried about typical like the matchups with Arkansas Ole Miss on the other side of the bracket you know and even Texas A&M is playing really good baseball right now we're not unbeatable but What we saw during the regular season, we saw games where our pitching would just throw at at ridiculous games. We always like to bring up the Wichita State game. We've seen games where our hitting just went cold. And I feel like both are extreme strengths for us to where – it's really big and we say it all the time in basketball and football, but getting hot at the right time and having confidence in yourself is so key because you feel like that you can't lose your honor roll and confidence in sports is such a big deal because whenever you're the most confident is whenever you're playing at the highest
1: level.
2: Yeah, and I think baseball especially, even more than football and basketball, that when you look at uh, the statistics and the breakdowns of when guys are getting hits, usually it's not you're hitting one for three each game. They're coming in small spurts that they're going to go three for four for a game, three for five. You're going to see those hot streaks in a really condensed area, and it's just a good thing to see that OU has been able to consolidate that right at the end of their season to go through the Big 12, regional, super regionals, and now into Omaha, and it's basically they are performing at their best and really – heads above their statistics even going into this tournament
0: yeah ty i got a question for you so obviously you're talking about the third base uh i mean the triple decisions you know getting to third base um did you see um graham's stomach after he got kicked in this and like by his like the slide into third you got that big old i did um, when, they, when, they, on yeah, his when the they caught him as yeah. as the leading medicine man of this podcast do you think that's going to impact him in the future games
1: well, yeah, since we're talking medicine, I guess um, we're going to discount him going and, and seeing a psychologist about that. But I think because baseball is an inherently non-physical sport, much like golf, uh, It's I don't think it'll really affect him that much because when you really think about it, all you have to do is stand around outside for a few hours and chew on things. So... <laughs> If a cow can do it, certainly someone with a cleat mark can.
0: Okay, and to to a more serious question to Blake, Um, I'm I'm honestly curious. I don't like to look too far in the future, Um, but uh, are you more worried about Texas A&M again or Notre Dame again? And then are you more worried about an Arkansas or Ole Miss if we were to make it to the finals?
2: Um, I'm probably worried about A&M on uh, y'all side of the bracket. They uh, are Notre Dame. Really, their pitching staff was uh, John Michael Bertrand, who they pitched against Texas. Great outing, but they've kind of used him up, so they're probably not going to have him. I guess maybe if they took y'all to a game three, but I would like I'm probably not going to see him. And when it comes to A&M, their stats don't light up the page. But Jim Swansonegel, our old coach, he's been to Omaha several times. He has that experience and. We kind of saw it against uh, yesterday versus T- uh, T- uh, Texas, who I had winning the entire thing. I said, came on this Gross. podcast last week saying if they lost two in a row, that would be the biggest disappointment because they were by far the most well-rounded team. But he just knows how to manage a bullpen. He knows how to get in these situations when he's down, when he has to win two games in a row and how to manage your bullpen, how to manage your starting lineups and stuff like that. So I would just be more scared of them. But if OU can get... Jake Bennett on the mound for the last game. I think y'all are fine in your bracket, but if you're looking at the other side, I think uh, right now Stanford-Auburn's going on. I think Stanford's toast. I wasn't even scared of them, but I would just go arkansas uh, I think Ole Miss has the momentum, but Arkansas has the pitching, and their guys are, I guess, similar to OU, where they don't necessarily have the, uh, like the season, like the regular season success that you've seen, but they have the stuff. Like Cade Horton, uh, Horton the other day had pro level stuff with that slider, uh, and that's. That kind of scares me. I don't like nasty pitching whenever you have to, whenever it comes down to a three-game series. So I'm going to go Arkansas. But uh, I think OU is definitely, if they make it to the College World Series, it's going to go three games. I can't see OU just getting swept.
0: Yeah, Arkansas was scary too. Because, you know, you talk about the pitching. You know, that's what they're known for. But the way they're hitting, and we saw that versus Oklahoma State, you know, in their regional and then on a couple days ago, was it seventeen runs that Arkansas yeah. put up? Like we're talking about a bunch of hot teams right now, all coming in unranked. And so we're sitting here as an OU podcast talking like OU's hot, won the Big Twelve championship, coming in unranked. But we say the same thing: Ole Miss shouldn't even have made the tournament. We're thinking about firing their coach, and look what they're doing—they're here and playing one of the most dominant, you know, teams right now. And then um, Arkansas, the same thing, coming out beating Oklahoma State, a team that had a lot of firepower and a lot of heavy hitting matchups in their regional, and now looking very dominant in Omaha. So we've got similar storylines to OU next to us, um, but we're not. Yeah, we're not alone. So it's it's kind of easy to kind of stay in our little boat, but there's a lot of other things going on the other side of the bracket.
1: Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings' same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what. That's code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Um, Ty, moving on from just kind of like, you know,
0: basic baseball analysis, there's still a lot to see. But one thing that's been really bugging me and I know you absolutely have a strong opinion on this is the jello shot thing in Omaha because this bugs me so much, so so much. I understand it's a competition. Great business scheme by whatever this place is called. four dollars and fifty cents for a jello shot makes me want to squirm. y'all know how cheap I am. I like want to like spend 30 cents less if I don't have to add pickles onto my burger. you know like four dollars and fifty cents for a jello shot are you kidding me? How are people buying so many of these? They're not even making them in house. It's little pre-store bought ones. They aren't yeah. in the back whipping up some Jello with some vodka in it on the stove top. Like, is this ridiculous? Is this smart? Are these people dumb? What is it here?
1: This is actually. I'm glad we have Blake on here for this because, like you talked about, uh, it's it just seems sort of artificial to begin with to me the way it's being broadcast on social media like it seems like something a marketing team came up with and and they're just trying to force it obviously people that are there are buying into it but four dollars something for a jello shot is is crazy and then also i i saw that they have a 20 dollars minimum charge if you're gonna pay with a card which it's 2022 what else are you gonna pay with but I think there's an interesting point here because ultimately I think that this is just cringe and and they should be taken down. So I'm curious uh, the legalities of what a jello shot actually is, because is it a, is it a drink? Because I think drinks have maybe a a different sort of sanitary and and whatever else uh, standard from, from the FDA. I think if, if they were food items, Maybe there might be some some violations that we could get because I I don't necessarily see how a Jello shot can be a drink if it's Jello because Jello is not a liquid uh, in its in its final form. So at that point, are we talking, you know, something with like a wine-based sauce? Are you now declaring your your chicken in a wine-based sauce as a garnish for a drink? Uh, I really think that there's uh, some legal avenues we can take. To hopefully shut down the Jello Shot challenge, but then also this entire restaurant uh, for just trying to do social media marketing, which is inherently the root of all evil.
2: Can I just start a I just for damages, Blake. Uh, we might have to because I just saw I pulled up the Twitter account I was like just seeing where things are at and their first tweet that just popped up is some like random hunting brand from Arkansas just dropped like over two grand on jello shots to like put Arkansas like over the top like this is some sort of like embezzlement marketing scheme that like they're just trying to use it to get around like some sort of taxes or on something on advertising because this is insane nobody in their right mind is spending over two grand on jello shots no way they, they bought how many was that one dude 500 500 jello shots that should not be allowed it's irs really you should as a company or oh gosh it's so blurry you should not be allowed to do this you should not be allowed to spend two thousand dollars of your business's own money on four dollar jello shots it seems illegal as all get out all right, so
0: I am currently doing some high end investigative work. I am on Slurp Shots um, account um, website right now, trying to figure out how much they're selling these pack of twenty four. Um, but there's no way that a twenty pack of these um, Jello shots are worth even close to eighty dollars or ninety dollars what they're doing for. Their margins on these shots are going to be absolutely ridiculous. And if I'm going to a place that is selling Jello shots. This is Jello shots. Everyone's not everyone's done them, but a lot of people have done them. And if you've done them, you know you're like, okay, that was cool, but like that kind of sucked. And it's like, but if they're made in packaged to like store for a long time, can you imagine how much worse they are? So people are just buying 500 Jello shots. They're like, now what do I do? Like you're not even enjoying these. Can you imagine going to a bar and you're like, I just bought a bunch of Jello shots. So I, I guess that's what I'm drinking tonight. And that oh, that just sounds
2: miserable. I, I'm just I'm very upset with. It has to, it has to be fake. I'm looking at videos that they're posting of them breaking the records, and there's not a single plastic container or Jello shot in sight. Like I haven't seen anybody actually in any of these videos take a Jello shot. So where are they going? Where is this plastic going? Because I'm are not they? seeing it on Twitter. I'm not seeing it anywhere. Nobody's shown what the Jello shots actually look like. But I guess they're selling thousands of them. But every maybe video you see, you don't see a single one. Maybe they're NFT.
1: Maybe they're NFT oh, Jello shots. <laughs>
2: All right, that's right, that's right. Now nah, that we got to
0: start mint NFTs here, I see 19.99 for a 20 pack of some slurp Jello shots. So margins wise, they're over yeah, four times. That's I just double ridiculous. checked.
1: I double checked. Nebraska does not have any price gouging uh, laws, presumably because there's not really any natural disasters that occur in Nebraska, other than living in Nebraska being in and of itself a, a disaster.
0: But there, there's not many other places to go.
1: Yeah, so when you're just constantly in a state of emergency, I guess emergency price gouging laws are, are not a thing you need. So we can't we can't necessarily attack them from that angle. If they're prepackaged Jell-O shots, then health and safety, you know, that might be a tougher way to to pursue them legally. So I, I like Blake's go after them for for some sort of tax thing because then presumably, if if we did find something, we could get a, a certain cut of that for for, uh, what is it called, reporting it or, or whatever. Find your C, I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, but Which here's no, my there process. is a Yeah, there's a process when you report someone for tax fraud where you can get sort of a, a yeah. reward. They're obviously running a business
0: here, and they're they're upping their price because they're getting more demand. Last year, it was $4. Now, it's $4.50 per shot. I understand that. That is completely okay that you are making a lot of money here, and there's a lot of demand, so you're going to up your price. But when you're buying these 20 packs and you're upping the price of something that you're already getting for the same price that you did last year, I would have been okay if they had like one cook in the back. Who's like Popeye's worker sweat level, like getting just worked ch- like by the Popeye's ch- sandwich craze. And he's just like, oh, God, someone just ordered 500 jello shots. He's just stirring a big old pot of jello. I would feel better if that was the case, if they were raising the price. Um, but it just doesn't sit right with me. I'm sure they have a giant back room just of a bunch of canisters of jello shots just ready to go. I
2: wish there was some more, like, you know, some some man hours put into this. I think this could be also, though, a potential uh, weakened spread punishment that maybe the loser <laughs> within a year has to do the amount of shots bought by OU fans that they have to consume that many slurp jello shots in a year. I would love to see it, and you have to document every single one. My
0: god, our livers are already slowly dying. I'm just, I think about it every once in a while, and I'm just like, I wonder what my liver looks like right now. If we wouldn't just. Did a dissection to see if it was just eroding away already. We did not want to make that ourselves do that because we would easily get <laughs> liver cirrhosis, liver failure, and then kidney failure from the sugar, diabetes on top of that. Like we would get like a laundry list of complications if we did that because this this is not just like we're just pounding you know like straight liquor. The amount of sugar in those and preservatives to keep that going. Oh my god, that's and let's look at it. What the percent? It's thirteen percent alcohol too. Yeah, I really think.
1: Yeah, I really think that there's also a a, a medical legal loop hair, loophole there as well because you know your doctor always asks you how much do you drink per month, but as as we've sort of settled, Jello shots are not a drink; they are a, a food item. Because <laughs> Jello, because a like Jello without alcohol, would you say, yeah, this is my drink? It's Jello. No, it's a <laughs> solid. It is a now food. that's in
0: that's a loophole yeah
1: so it is a it is a legal loophole and i think that preserves your there's no consequences for your liver because uh they never ask how many alcohols do you eat per month so <laughs> i think i think our livers would be fine in that situation next I think time, time i have I'll, like
0: a patient come in and they're that's like that's a professional medical
1: is... opinion and if, uh, if they come in they're really yellow, yellow and bank. jaundiced
0: I'm gonna be like, I'm like, how much alcohol do you drink? And they're like, Oh, really not that much, just casually on the weekends. I'm like, Okay, I'm sorry, I should have rephrased that question. Um, how much alcohol do you drink or eat? It could be rum ham or jello shots. I did not eat. Oh, yeah, eat yeah.
1: Is rum ham this- <laughs> is that a drink? That's another that's another thing. Also, quick I think this before, expands.
2: Oh, oh, Uh, I was just going to
1: say, quick reminder for the viewers, uh, legally, anything you say on a podcast is professional medical advice (laughs) and should be taken as such. And if you have a problem with that, my attorney is also right here. So everything (laughs) I say has also been legally vetted.
2: Ty also brings up an interesting point. Like maybe in the legal world, it's like, say somebody gets pulled over for a little DUI and the officer comes up to you, Mm, sir, how many drinks have you had tonight? (laughs) How many drinks have you had tonight? And you could just be like, none. I haven't had a single one. (laughs) That
1: is a, oh God. See, like. Like a law school argument of, uh, Your Honor, that's a Better Call Saul entire episode. Your Honor, my client was asked how much he drank. He did not drink. He had rum, ham, and jello shots. He did not understand the question.
0: Oh my God. That's okay. I think we're onto something here, but the bad part is we're convincing ourselves into jello shots as a mainstay drink for us rather than convincing (laughs) us away from it. I don't like the schooner pot idea of the jello shots. And I think we can all come together because even though eating glizzies as fast as you can last season was not, um, you know, the most beneficial thing to your health, uh, the amount of jello shots that you have to drink would be ridiculous. Um, And I would not like to give more press to this place that is, absolutely stealing money from people um, and is pressing on ideas um, to the social media world that we do not want to see. I'm not a fan of the social media craze with all the jello shots. And here we are talking on a podcast about it for 10 to 15 minutes.
2: We fall into the trap. The
1: real crime <laughs> is having a Twitter is, is really the real crime there.
0: Sooner or later, we're going to get tie the keys to the schooner pod Twitter. And when you guys going to see some more memes But, I mean, other than that, um, y'all got anything else that's been bugging you about Omaha? Because there really isn't much else to talk about. Um, Who would you – okay, I'll just say this. We'll just end it on this. Who would you want to see in the finals versus OU? I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. we still got to win one more game. But who would you want to see the most? I want to see Arkansas the most, even though they scare me the most. But I just think that it would be a really cool road that we're going against, you know, Texas A&M. And then Notre Dame, all teams that we have, you know, a history with. And then Arkansas has a very, you know, stout history with us. Um, but um, I just think that's just more fun for like storylines and stuff, even though they kind of scare me the most. Obviously, I'd want to pick Auburn or Stanford if I had my choice. But who would you think would be the funnest matchup to see? I'll let you go first, Ty.
1: I think Arkansas adds legitimacy, right? If they're the sort of the big scary Darth Vader villain uh that everyone knows is good. But I like Ole Miss for the storyline because like you guys said, a very similar sort of path to to the finals as as OU, assuming we go to the finals, is that sort of nobody really expected them to be here. We expected, you know, Texas out of the Big Twelve to to be winning that and then sweeping like like Blake said. So I like the I like the matchup between OU and Ole Miss, but at the same time uh, say, oh, you hypothetically won that. I can see arguments of, oh, well, by a fluke, Arkansas was out and it, it sort of devalues that championship. Championships are championships, but I'll go Ole Miss.
2: And I'll go Arkansas. I just think Arkansas fans are always hilarious because I feel like nobody's a rival with Arkansas. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Our YouTube has
0: been infiltrated. <laughs>
2: Go to the comments section.
0: What is going on here? Oh no, Bobby! You leave us alone, and all of a sudden we've got hit oh no, spam! Oh no! For everyone listening right now, do not go to our and click YouTube <laughs> Bobby! Oh <Hill>. no! <What> the- <laughs> oh no! Bobby's in the comments. Bobby, Hill. for everyone listening on podcast, um. We've been infiltrated by a website that seems to be um cheaper than Tinder. Uh, as a website to meet people. Oh god, I don't know. Bobby needs to help us. This is not good. They let us have the keys for one day and we're in Okay. Oh, sorry no. to interrupt
2: with the laughing. Okay. Like I don't do know. I to... Arkansas <laughs> Arkansas I guess, but I like, this we've been hacked Uh, okay
0: I think we're gonna have to end the podcast now this was a great one I really enjoyed talking to y'all but
2: that is absolutely Bobby can't do anything what's the point of being the owner of the schooner pod if you can't do anything
0: I I don't know what happened I really don't know Uh, I don't know what what I typed in here to hit a keyword for someone to spam our comments but uh, that was a great episode it was fun but we've got to end it now before we get infiltrated even farther um it's a new advertiser it's a new advertiser time blake i'm not gonna ask y'all his final (laughs) thoughts um and we're just gonna kick it out but everyone thank you for listening and uh boomer sooner and good luck to us